Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In each podcast we'll be ignoring the important issues of the day and rambling through a variety of topics. And hopefully we'll be able to convince some guests to take part too. So we have a number of matters arising from last week, Lippy. We um, do, we I do. Think, I think we were both quite shocked by the number of downloads. Definitely. Uh, I was expecting only, only one or two, but um, it was... it was Almost hit 100. Well, let's call it 100, shall we? Let's, let's just round yeah. up, do a bit of Sylvia rounding, as it mm. were. So a um, couple of things that I have to, uh, to clarify. Obviously, in an attempt to avoid the phrase Mrs. Grumpy, I actually referred to your mother as my husband which is incorrect lippy's mother is my wife there's no other combination there so uh, apologies for the confusion caused there uh, also in the uh, in the excitement of the digital pregnancy test i use the term led and lcd to describe the screen so those of you of a display disposition will know it's in fact an lcd screen liquid crystal display uh, not a light emission diode I didn't even know that's what that meant. Oh, you do now. Every <laughs> day is that. a school day. School mm. day. I'm pleased to report that the seven o'clock alarm seems to have disappeared. Um, so oh, either the person has returned or somebody has broken in and smashed the alarm clock into uh, little pieces. So one of those has happened. That was quite detailed. Smash. Do you know? Did you do that? I'm, I'm not going to comment. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. Um, and you quite rightly said about the downloads, it doesn't mean that anybody's listened to more than the first five minutes. Mm, it um, does just mean it was downloaded. It does just mean it was downloaded. But at least it means people were interested to listen. True, yes, they were. they downloaded they, it. Yes, they were good enough to download it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we get any statistics about how, how far they got through before they gave up. Um, but like certainly, some premium thing there, isn't there? Well, they probably pay more money, mm-hmm. yes, almost certainly. Um, what was interesting is nobody mentioned the editing cock-up at the end. And unfortunately, mm. Mr. Cock-up did visit the edit suite. And um, I managed to overlay the what's on this week and your um, plug for a job um, together, which just ended in just noise Gobbledy and garble. Goop. Yes, but nobody nobody mentioned that. If you know me, that is quite normal, though, for me to talk gobbledygoop. Goop. So. Being able to pronounce it would be a start. <laughs> and play a musical instrument at the same time. So if you are looking for somebody that speaks gobbledygook, can't spell geese, and can play a musical instrument at the same time, then... Oh, it's not just woman. geese. I can't spell anything. <laughs> well, that is quite tricky, the A in yeah. the end. Yes, mm. indeed. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do, I had some interesting contact from people I haven't uh, spoken to for a while. My a friend of mine, an ex-colleague in Australia... Uh, who has a very bizarre sense of humour and, and a very odd outlook on tomatoes. So I, I'm, hopefully we'll get him on at some point um, because okay. his, his weirdness is, is phenomenal. Um, when I worked with him, we had to uh, restrict him to an hour of obscure this, <laughs> which was quite interesting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and another friend of mine that we met on the Italian job uh, last year, um, who's a farmer, uh, suggested that the uh, creature eating my sweet corn and fruit could be a badger. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yes, Facebook. indeed. And mm. apparently there's not a lot you can do, really, if it's a badger. So uh, hopefully it's something small and easily deterred rather than a, a brawny badger, which 
Nobody really wants. No. Mm. So, what have you been up to this week? So, I played netball for the first time uh, since February, which was interesting enough on a fitness level because I was exhausted. And I d- if anyone listening plays netball, I was playing goalkeeper, which means I don't really have to do much anyway. And I was shattered. But these new... I know we said we wouldn't talk about COVID, but these new rules that you have to do to play netball are just something else. They're, they start off okay. Instead of marking... I think it's three feet away. It has to be four feet away if you're face-to-face, which kind of makes sense. You're not breathing on each other too much. Um, but if you're running, you can be as close as you want and, like, bump into each other like you normally would, which... Yeah, as long as you're moving. So I got told off because I was stood next to someone under the post because I wasn't moving. But I jumped up and down on the spot and then that was okay, apparently, which I thought was strange. So running and jumping up and down on the spot's okay. Yeah. You can be a bit closer. Mm. But jumping up and down the spot for me means I'm breathing more because I'm not fit. Mm. So I'm just making it worse anyway. Uh, Yeah, but then the best one was we scored and I shouted, well done, and... The goal shooter next to me goes, oh, just so you know, you might get told off for that. And I was like, the same? Are we not allowed to praise each other anymore? And it's not that. It was that you're not allowed to shout across the court unless you're calling for the ball because it's excessive, like, breathing. So I'm excessively giving out germs that don't need to be given out or something like that. Well, it sort of makes sense. So maybe, maybe they're just trying to stop you talking quite so much. Uh, on, on maybe. But presumably if you shouted, well done, can I have the ball now? Oh, it'd be fine. Yeah. So just just suffix every mm. sentence with, um, can I have the ball now? And yeah. That, you'll be fine. But it was a bit nuts, to be honest. It took me a while to get my head round, especially as I know my other half can't play football, but he used to play football, um, that they haven't changed anything. Oh, they no, they have, sorry. Instead of throwing in the ball, they can they have to kick in the ball. So there's no one touching the ball with their hands. But oh, okay. there again, like, no differences for them other than that. So what does the goalkeeper do then, if he can't touch Oh, they're the wearing gloves, though, so it's... Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose so. More hygienic. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Well, I, I discovered something, having had a uh, photographed driving licence for the last... 14, 15 years, is that if you look on the back, in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a little hologram photograph of yourself. No. Yeah. I, I caught it. I, yeah, I, I had to send a picture for some sort of authentication. And um, as I twisted it, I caught the light, and I recognised my um, <laughs> grumpy face in it, basically, which was, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, I was very excited about that, unfortunately. Uh, wife of Grumpy wasn't it. not quite so excited, but I suppose you know, being woken Did up. Did she at, know it was there though? Uh, she does now, didn't before. Uh, but um, I'm definitely going to check mine out in a minute. Definitely. Well, it might be it's a fairly recent one because I managed to snap mine in half. Um, uh, mine's quite old. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if they're there for the start or. Oh, or I can not. let you know. But, um, and I've seen some Christmas adverts um, almost the moment that we uh, said we hadn't seen any. Uh, <laughs> There was one for a photo printing company on the television. And uh, I've also had one from our local garden centre as well, 
which is a, it's a garden centres are a topic I'd like to cover in the future because okay. I don't quite understand them. But, um, oh, but a garden centre lunch. That's what I don't <laughs> understand. Why would you go to a garden centre for lunch? That just seems you, you wouldn't you wouldn't go to a pub for some um, seed onions or some cut flowers. So why would you go to a garden centre? for Depends lunch? how many beers you have for the cut flowers. Well, that's called theft. That's that's, <laughs> that's very different. Uh, I have no news from the allotment this week, apart from my uh, onions have turned up, but um, haven't made it anywhere near the ground. Anything from the sewing room? Not this week, actually. I've been a bit busy, so I've started another bag, not finished it. Excellent. We ought to put some pictures up somewhere, or maybe we should yes. start an Instagram feed or whatever. We'll put a link to my soon-to-have Etsy page. Oh, excellent. Mm, like then you can buy it. Excellent. <laughs> and are they horrendously overpriced? Uh, they won't be. They'll be £15 for a bag. That seems very cheap for the amount then, of effort you put in. And then there'll be a skirt, which is £10. And and then a matching headband, which is the kind of thing I was going for, is matching-matching, because who doesn't like matching clothing? Me. Um, uh, me. And then... That really <laughs> Do not. No. It's identical matching. It's not like colour coordinating uh, it's identical matching oh okay I, no mm. I don't do any of that so uh, <laughs> colours I don't deal with at all that's that's not my department no uh, colour oh, well done. So. good excellent well we look forward to seeing that and obviously we'll give that a bit of a push on, on here as well which, thank, uh, thank you every little yes. helps <laughs> uh, well indeed yes it does it does it does it does right so for this week um, we've got uh, we've got four topics this week to discuss um, and the first one is all yours the first one is all mine and the first one is all female impregnation which is hard to say unless you really think about saying it <laughs> yes you have to concentrate um, yeah so the, the thing I miss most about having a job is the drive to and from because whenever I was driving I'd always have the radio on and it would always normally land in the same time that the news was on so I, I used to have a lot of like fun news facts um, which I just don't get anymore because I'm not driving anywhere but the other day I got in my car was going to the shops and heard this thing about all female impregnation and that somebody had managed to fertilize I had mixed it up a bit they fertilized an egg with a sperm made from female bone marrow which means it's two women's baby and then that baby will only ever make a female baby because of the chromosomes that are in it so then the world will be run by women men are obsolete at that point i think we're generally obsolete past our well, uh, 30s unless you're bernie eccleston <laughs> and keep producing children until uh, a very old age um I have a couple of things with this. Mm. Uh, number one is you do realise the radio works indoors, so you can listen to the radio and not be in your car. <laughs> I do know that. Presumably that means you have to get up a little bit earlier than you have been. Um, but uh, yes, it, is, it so. is. But yes, so I think mm. the real issue here is what time you get up, not the fact that you drunk. True. Yes. Okay. So that's number one. <laughs> number two is why would we want to do this? Well, as a male, why would you want to do that? But as a female? Yes, but you look back at other such medical so-called advances. Uh, you talk about uh, cloning sheep, for example, Dolly the sheep that was cloned. 
this is sort of the start of most horror films or films with a horrendous dystopian ending where uh, every, everything is in flames basically mm. and and the, either the machines or these um, sheep that can walk, talk and operate other machinery are in charge um, yeah. and I'm not suggesting women shouldn't be in charge for, for one moment but fiddling with mother nature is uh, we, what have we learned? Uh, not a good idea and also the the weirdest part of the um, what's it called? it wasn't a news article it was a published oh, there scientific was a, yes. document that I read yes. was that we'll use myself I could donate my own bone marrow to be turned into a sperm to then fertilise one of my own eggs so I could have a baby that was fully from my DNA. Then that's too far, I think. I think that's too far. I mean, you look at... I mean, you know, we've got a, a friend who's a, a vet and um, he, he likes to discuss about animals and crossbreeding and stuff like that and having too much inbreeding where you, you know, you're too mm-hmm. close in terms of the, the, the mother and the father in terms of well, presumably ancestral cousins. tree yes cousins mm. um, and you know and that and that that's also true for humans as well so any you know any species on earth really if if you're not increasing the gene pool there's all sorts of bad things that happen and you end up with breeds of dog for example that have fundamental flaws in the way that they're their bodies are and, mm. and they suffer as a result well that article did say this they haven't quite got it to the point where if they were to impregnate someone to see how it went that there wouldn't be a lot of complications with it They'd, you'd come out with some won- wonky children to start with by the sounds of it well, well i think so and you, you could be you know you could be raising children that have fundamental flaws in their health which would be a very mm. bad thing um clearly you know uh, two ladies making a child is a lot better than two blokes doing it because you just <laughs> it would just be a nightmare you'd end up with this child you wouldn't know what to do with it um and it would get left in the corner of the workshop and <laughs> be eating iron filings and dust presumably for for most of its life so uh, they've got that bit the right way around but i, I think I, I, I it worries me whenever i hear about these mm. medical experiments and fiddling with dna and stuff mm. like that it just because they have done it on mice and there have been just female mice giving birth to female mice. But the lifespan hasn't been very long, which is why they haven't tried it on humans yet. Yeah, I'm just, I, I just think with all that we've got in the world in terms of you know, cancer and illnesses, mm-hmm. and not to mention the one that we don't talk about, that the research would be much better channeled into things like that. Mm. Giving people that are living with disease a better quality of life I think is a much more beneficial thing than trying to eradicate the male species because well, who is who is going to chase the spiders out of a house I don't have an issue with spiders too badly no I know you don't but your sister and mother do mm, they um, do big, big time but to be um, honest men are as scared of insects as women uh, I had to save my boyfriend from a wasp oh, yeah, sorry, they're two nasty wasps. they're nasty so are swans so are swans to be honest <laughs> They, they're really quite aggressive. Swans are spawns of the devil, I am sure of it. Yeah, well, you see, that's that's a gay. That's, that's, you know, there's not enough mixed breeding with swans. That's why they're aggressive and um, scary. Yes, they are. 
Well, if you've got any thoughts on um, all-female impregnation or even all-male impregnation, just to to balance the argument, um, then drop us a line via the website and and we'll be interested Mm. to hear what you have to say. You would have to make a fake uterus for that, though. All-male? Yeah, but I'm sure you can 3D print one. (laughs) Probably. You can 3D print just You can print anything. anything. Pretty much. uh, I think we'd be okay there. Mm. As long as we're not 3D printing babies, I think, I think we're probably. I don't think they would move, would they? Yeah, you can print a complete moving item. Um, there was oh. one on many years ago, I think it was on QI, and it was like this crab thing that would, would mm. actually move. And, and I was stunned. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, and I believe you can 3D print metal as well, so there's, there's you know, the, the possibilities are endless. Um, certainly for you know research and development, but also you take something like the International Space Station where you break mm. something, you're not going to get an Amazon Prime next day delivery there. Not yet, um, anyway. Not yet. Um, uh, although I think Elon Musk is probably working on such a such a I system. So if you could print a replacement item, that'd be brilliant. So yeah, yeah. quick all, fix. All good. All good. So we were going to talk about reply all emails and i i know email sort of has fallen out of favor a little bit i mean certainly some of the companies i've worked for you tend to use an instant messaging system Mm. which drives me bananas to be honest um and it's it's very difficult i find to keep track of things on there you know you can have 30 or messages in a day so if you're off for a week you no chance of reading them all which is which is a bit of a shame that has it has to be said dramatically reduced the number of emails but our lions club for example runs and certainly over the last six months runs on emails in terms of organizing and getting people to do things i do think that is because i'm not sure the majority of the lions club could function instant messaging <laughs> Uh, I think that's that's yes. I mean, it was a, it was incredible to to have one of our founder members who's in his nineties now actually on Zoom taking. Well, mm. he was listening to the um, uh, to the meeting, but it has to be said um, that his hearing is not as uh, much as none of us has. But you know, we're, we're mostly all over fifty, so none of our hearing is particularly brilliant. But um, mm. yes, it was good to be able to get. But that was a bit of a. Um, uh, a bit exciting for the first uh, couple of meetings as we got everybody on board and some can you hear me are you up yet <laughs> like conversations but, um, anyway back to the email so yes. so your guests uh, for example i've sent one out recently to get some help for a local charity uh, 5k run and you'll get the people that will email everybody back so there's there's over 50 members of the club now and say no i'm not available and imagine getting 50 emails across the whole of 50 people for that. It, one or two people do get very, very excited about it. Mm. Um, and even if you put in the email, please do not reply or reply to, um, it still happens. So I don't know whether they've got, they're probably on some very, very old version of Outlook or something like that that has reply all as a default. Mm, you have to do a drop down to hit. Well, some of the older ones are a bit weird in what you could turn on as defaults. Uh, I suspect some of them are still still rumbling on a on an old XP machine with uh, Office two thousand or something of a of a similar sort of vintage. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it does cause quite a lot of frustration. And, and you see it in the workplace as well. I mean, not so much now, maybe, but uh, certainly in the past, where you're on an email chain you have no interest in, and there's just reply after reply after reply. So. Well, the worst bit is that you're in an email chain that you need to know parts of, but not all of. And, and there's kind of, like you said, people just replying saying yes or no, but you don't need to know that, and not everybody else needs to know that. And then you have to scroll back through about 20 emails yeah. just to find the bit of information that you needed at the start. And I know there's a search bar, but yeah, I, I never I, know the worst to search normally. Well, this is it. If you're not quite sure what you're searching for, how do you mm. search for it? Yeah, Which you have to scroll. An interesting discussion. Yeah, you have to scroll and read. And if there's lots of um, unnecessary wording in there, which generally there is, then you're there for a good half hour. Yeah, I think finding information in corporate networks is a real challenge. I mean, the amount of documents that get generated uh, is an information. And it's in different places, and that, that's the problem. It's trying to link all these these things together is quite difficult so and I have no answer to that apart from ignore every email which uh, not not necessarily one to get you uh, no, get you promoted I've ne- very quickly <laughs> I've never really worked in an industry where I was allowed to reply ignore emails well I don't think you're allowed to but um, well, you, get, you get to an age where you go well is this really important no just just send it to Delete. Come back from come back from holiday. Just delete everything and work on the basis. If it's important, somebody will tell you. If you need to be somewhere, then you'll, somebody will let you know. So, yes. Yeah, so okay. moving on to something else that shouldn't really happen: mince pies before December. Now, I I'm quite um, quite sad by the fact they start in September. I, I I've always viewed them as a Christmas treat and Christmas doesn't start in September and they, it doesn't really start in November to be honest. Just love a mince pie, they just taste so good. Is it not yeah, worth it? But but we've got it all the wrong way around. Brussels sprouts, for example, mm. now are I've fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. By the time we get to you know virtually the end of December they're not quite so good. They're they're going off a little bit. They're really very very seasonal. I mean, they vegetable. taste like farts at the best of times. So by Christmas, they just don't taste. Well, I disagree. I think they probably do by Christmas, but now, you know, October time, they're in their prime. You definitely should eat more. They're very no. very good for you. Anyway, we're talking about mince, mince pies. Mince pies. So <laughs> I, I just I just think it's. It's wrong. I mean, it's the same as we were talking last week about Christmas adverts starting in September, which for this year, for obvious reasons, they haven't. But the, the whole onslaught of, of Christmas marketing, I just, it's just wrong to me. It's just, it's building up but an illusion. Do but you enjoy the taste of a mince pie? In December, I do. No, but it doesn't taste, it's not something that tastes different in any other time. No, but you see, when I, when I was lad... You know, you had <laughs> very much see things were very much more seasonal than they are now. So yeah, but you if you enjoy something, you might as well make the most of having it. But it's a bit like hot cross buns all year round. It just it's 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 it just seems very wrong to me. And you don't get that period where you they're very special because well, they're, they're special from September to December. <laughs> it's just a bit too long, in my view. <laughs> well. I've already uh, eaten a whole box, so... 
I, I'm definitely on the yes for mince pies as often as you can have them. Well, I think I am a lone voice in this matter, but mm. I, it's, it's a subject that will divide people a bit like Marmite. But I either love it or they hate it. It's, you know, the advertising for that is very clever. Things mm. through. I, I'm appalled at the fact they've mixed it with peanut butter, which is one of my favourite foods of all time. That... Yeah, I'm not sure I've seen that yet. I've, I, I've seen it advertised and, and just looked in, in horror, to be honest. Um, but not as much as I have at the consumption of mince pies in the grubby but household. What, why is mince pies Christmas? What makes it Christmas um, food? That's a very good question. I think they were made at Christmas and they weren't made any other time. Um, and again, we would have had uh, my mum would have made mince pies, which she she still does, um, rather than buy them for the shop. We've never had shop or mince pies. Oh, and they she possibly does make good ones as well. She, she does. It'd be interesting mm. what comes out this year, but um, <laughs> yes, um, they. I think actually the amount of mince has uh, the quantity of it has gone down dramatically over the last few years. There's certainly yeah. a few of last year's it's just ones. Just a little there. thin. Yeah, just scraping the, uh, the bottle. Like a big dollop of mincemeat. Yes, big dollop. Mm. So more mincemeat, less um, pastry, really. But so just more of both. Yeah, well, that'd be quite nice. Massive mince pie. Oh, but we could do that. Make one giant could, mince pie. You see, and that would be the mince pie for the year. That you'd no. only have one. But then you're only getting it. Try it once. Taste it once. Yes, but that then makes it special, in my view. I mean, why not have Christmas Day every day? Because Jesus wasn't born on every day. Well, that's that's very true. But the marketing companies have, you know, have just moved so far away from that. And the same for Easter and, and mm. any other religious holiday is true. very, very different. So I don't think we'll ever end or agree on mince pies before not. December. Right, um, if it tastes good, eat it as much as you can. Cream eggs, same thing. Yeah, well, that's another subject, isn't it? That we all know they'll be out on the 1st of January, ready for Easter. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I should think they're in the stock rooms now. Probably. Yeah, well, we'll look forward to those. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, well, that's it for, for this week's one. Um, we, we talked about other podcasts last week, and I've got another one this week. Um, last year I read a book about pirates, um, and being more pirates generally in life. Um, which was interesting because I had n no appreciation at all about how pirates as a community worked. And it's very interesting. Um, it is, really, actually. Really, I've very interesting. Not finished yet, but have still in the process of reading that book. Excellent. And and there's things I never knew about pirates. Indeed. I actually quite like to be a pirate. I think being a pirate is probably quite good. Um, mm. And so, uh, Be More Pirate is the book, I think. And there's another one, How to Be More Pirate, which has just come out, which is on my desk. Which I've started and not uh, not got too far in, um, but he mentions this pirate history podcast, and really that was the the podcast that got me into looking at more podcasts and thinking, oh, this is quite nice actually, quite like the look of this. So, if you like a bit of history and it is so well told, the, the chap that um, does it, whose name escapes me, uh, has got a cracking voice, very uh, very listenable. Does he do it in a pirate accent, though? Well, that's very interesting, because one of the early episodes talks about pirate accents, and, the, and what we would associate with a pirate accent, which is not far from a West Country accent, it's actually mm. not true at all. 
and they would be a mix from all over and the chances are a pirate would have very much of an East End London accent or a city oh. accent than, than a West uh, Country accent. So, yes, so that that's again is a, is a fallacy that um, well, many, many pirate films produced by Hollywood and the likes have mm-hmm. distorted. But, uh, yeah, so if you fancy something a little bit different, I highly recommend that. Um, so what have we got next week then, Dippy? So next week we will be talking about... I've only got two things on here. Ah, oh, well, uh, we've got three things on my list. Ah, my list never updates. All right, so things dropping from trees whilst driving because I had a fright last week. Almost did a naughty in my pants. And then following that, we'll be talking a bit about Halloween and also some Google Maps. Yes, there was a there was a Google Map incident in the uh, Grumpy household over the weekend, uh, where a simple journey was um, somewhat longer than it needed to be. Oh. Um, and yes, yeah, some observations over the years of, of Google Maps and um, some interesting routing that mm. goes on. I'm, I'm not sure it's all what it seems. So, no, uh, I agree with that one. Yeah, so, um, well, thank you for listening, and hopefully we'll get the end of the... Uh, the podcast correct this time um, which you're now responsible for I've, I've <laughs> given up so you're, you're doing all the editing it would be myself editing this week <laughs> so that that will be interesting uh, it's a lot harder than it seems um, and there's a, a big bit in the middle with a telephone rang to get out as well so, uh, <laughs> I'll just leave that in there that was kind of so, funny <laughs> so if you hear a telephone then uh, you know we found I didn't do my job properly right <laughs> <laughs> So that's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I would like to thank our sponsors. However, we don't have any. So here's Lippy pitching for a job. I'm currently unemployed, thanks COVID, and looking for an office management role. So if you need an extremely organised and hardworking office manager, then pop me a line. If you're enjoying our rambling podcast and can spare a few pennies to help with our hosting costs, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Lippy and Grumpy and also leave a good review or a bad one. If you have a topic you'd like covered, please leave us a message via our website, lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye.